This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Sarah and Vinny Secret Show brought to you by Odyssey. This is the Sarah and Vinny Secret Show. Just a heads up, episodes sometimes include content not suitable for work and definitely not safe for kids. Now available on the Odyssey app. I secret. I think you want to know. A dirty little secret about a secret little show. Sarah and Vinny Secret Show for Thursday, September 29th, 2022. It's a beautiful day out. It's Thursday. And so that means, you know, we've got Friday right around the corner. I'm just mm-hmm. feeling good. It, it's, uh, you know, I, you know, I love the summer, but there is something about the early fall. It's so nice. Oh, Watching I'm in the heaven. Trees turn, driving down Favorite the time of year right now. Just bring it. Seeing all the colors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Vinny, I saved this for you because I know you're a jackass fan. And I just, I couldn't really do this story justice by doing it on the air. You know, what's weird as you say that. As a jackass fan and as someone who will sit down often <clears throat> and be looking for, you know, like an evening show, I, I have that like, I'd say from seven to nine or six to set eight, I'm looking for something to watch. I'll put on a ball game or uh, whatever. Yeah. I have yet to press play on the latest jackass. Oh. And I'm a huge fan, but it's, yeah, it's there's got to be a... I just watching it before bed and getting sort of that anxiety. Yes. Like it's, it's, I just haven't found the window where I'm going to be able to watch that and enjoy it and not have my kid walk in and go, Oh my God, what did that man do? Is that you his know? penis? That's Whatever front it is, right. What's happening here? So I haven't seen it, but I am a jackass fan. So that's right. just my confessional though, is that I haven't seen the new one. So the, the, here is the uh, title of this article. The headline. Steve O. Ejaculating after a year of celibacy was underwhelming. And I went, oh. all right, I'll bite. I'll take a look at this. What the hell does that mean? Um, he is talking about his sexual addiction in a new memoir called A Hard Kick in the Nuts. What I've learned from a lifetime of terrible decisions. Hmm which I think is a fantastic title right there. You had me I at the agree. title, but I didn't even know if I could say a hard kick in the nuts without right. everyone. Yeah. I, you know, I, I just felt like I can't fucking talk about this. Right. And give it All what right. it deserves. So let me hear this story. I'm interested. So he reveals that uh, abstinence was the prescription. 
he's got a sex addiction and he's finding himself in some trouble and he and and I think he had other addictions too like he had you know pretty much addicted to stuff so the sex oh yeah he had a serious drug problem absolutely so he's a guy who needed to completely change his life and completely Mm -hmm. do things differently so in this new book of his, he revealed that a therapist said, the first step to re- your recovery on of this sex addi- addiction is abstinence. And that means no masturbation either. You need to just stop thinking sexy thoughts. And when you do have them, get them out of your mind because you're, you can't handle that yourself. So um, Steve-O says his first attempt at celibacy and not masturbating uh, ended after a couple weeks because he just couldn't take it anymore. But after that, he racked up some serious time. He said, I did not ejaculate, period, for the entire year of 2014. Oh, wow. He says, well, actually, I'm sorry, it was like a year and three months. There was like 15 months, 431 days. (laughs) He knows exactly how long it was. Uh Uh-huh. 431 days that I went without ejaculating. And at the time that was going on, my belief was that I needed to be able to do that for myself. I need to be able to not attack my genitals every day mm. a thousand times. So uh, he's uh, now a stand-up comic, 48 mm-hmm. years old. He's engaged to a stylist. Her name is Lux Wright. She's adorable. And he began his therapy for sex addiction uh, before the two of them met. God, his face is such a caricature. It's so funny. Did I send you this? Because uh, there's a great picture of the two of them. I'm I'm uh, I'm dropping it in there right now. Hold on a second. Boom, boom, boom. Cut all this out, Alex. Leave it all in. There we go. So uh, the the chick he's with now is really really cute girl. She's cute. Um, yeah. But he's it's funny. He's like he's yeah. Scroll down. That's the one. Like zoom in on his face. Is the it's the his face is so like just looks like someone drew it. Like the chin is incredibly long and it's yeah. it. it just a caricature face. And there's her sort of normal looking face. His head is twice the size of hers. So anyway, he's engaged to her now and he began his therapy before they got together. So crazy. Um, he says, as I approached 48 years old, I thought, well, I'm on a path that does not lead to real happiness. And I subscribed to the idea that future happiness was dependent upon my developing the ability to be in a healthy relationship. And I set about becoming the man that the love of my life deserves, acknowledging that I had not yet met the love of my life and that if I were to meet the perfect person, I would have been completely used to that person unless I got to work on becoming the right person. It sounds very uh, behalish, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Behale. So, you know, that's what it was. Um, they actually show him uh, in a picture with Elisabetta Canalis or whatever her name was. Um, that's George Clooney's ex, the one who said, yes, he didn't marry those other girls, but those girls are not me. And then right. he was like, and then uh, she, you're the fuck out of he here, her dude. The next day. Right. Uh, so he said, and, and also when she was dating Steve-O, which was already stunning when that happened, she's dating Steve-O and then he dumps her because he's like, man, that girl's got issues. Like she's got a drinking nah. problem. <laughs> 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 George Clooney broke up with, with me. Oh, no. I don't know. Is she Italian chick uh, or something? <laughs> Wasn't she the chick that had a thing for Eminem too? Oh, did she? I don't remember that, but that that does kind of sound familiar. Am I confusing her with someone else? I thought there was a girl that like I want to say this is the lady was with George Clooney, but was saying she had a huge crush, like an like a uh, like crazy crush on Eminem, 
and it may even have an Eminem tattoo I wanted to or something my, like that. My yeah. vagina. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Does she? Let me see. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm looking. I'm it not up seeing right it. Now. Give me a second. She is just stunning, even in this picture with Steve O. Of course, anybody next to Steve O. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, uh, I see. This is what they. See. So anyway, he is. Uh, he's got this book coming out, and he's. Well, go back co- to this. Oh, go back to it. that. The tease you said. The the first oh, finish yeah. after a year and a half or whatever was underwhelming, right? He says, uh, where the fuck is it? You know what's funny? I do feel like I read that he was he was saying that it was where the hell is it? I literally can't find it in the story anymore. And it said that it was what are you looking for here? Let's see. Oh, oh well, the, it just uh, says it was terribly underwhelming. Like he yeah. thought it was going to be, you know, mm-hmm. rockets exploding in space, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, that's, he, so I, I wanted to comment on that because I do think that that's your, your, in general, your head would go, well, if I skip, like for me, I've gone five days without doing that. So not quite a year and three months, but five days. And then at the end of the five <laughs> days, I thought, wow, I'm going to shoot the ceiling. Woo! And I didn't because you really it's not about the time away from yourself. It's about how hot you are for in that whatever moment. it is. Right. So while I can sometimes be like, I'm doing this sort of out of obligation and habit or I'm doing this because I'm worked up and really into it and want to. And w- there's a difference. Your output is different. Mm. One output, the angle shoots, of arc, <laughs> and the output, the other output, goes, Thank you. Hmm. Yes, you, you're familiar. I am. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, oh, so that was that one was okay, huh, hon? Okay. Do you have to judge every time? Yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> I have to. I hold up cards. Nine point yeah, five. Yep. So uh, while I've never been a strip joint guy. I, in my own head, I think that must be one of the reasons why someone would go to a strip joint is they get all, they get more worked up. There's more, you know, there's build up. And then when they get home, that release, whether by themselves or with their wife, I don't know. Or with one of the strippers. Yeah. Go on. Whatever is more fantastic because there's been some real excitement and not this obligatory i know if i, I do look this, at this woman right. with her legs spread open i will get a you know like sometimes that's robotic and yeah well and maybe that's the thing so he goes 431 days without it and then it, he didn't do it because he was horny he did it because he felt like okay 431 days has been enough right enough of this right enough hmm anyway yeah so that was I, I really that that's the uh that's the headline and yet that is literally all they say about it. Orgasming after over a year of celibacy was, quote, terribly underwhelming. Have you ever had one year of celibacy? No. God, no. Oh, yes. Celibacy, but not without masturbation. Oh, okay. Yes. So you were I, getting yourself, but you weren't boning but any I wasn't, more boys. Yeah, I was. I was thought, you know, that's not getting me anywhere. Oh, is this like a cool off period after those days? The crazy yes. ones? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it was like it. Uh, when I was 20. It's like enough of that. And then I did a few more guys, but then then I got with John shortly after that. So, um, you know, what's funny as I'm looking at this story, 
there's uh there's a little sidebar that says more on Steve O. Here the here just we're not going to go into these, but here are the headlines. Jackass star Steve O launching triple X rated site. Jackass star Steve O celebrates 13 years of sobriety. Quote so grateful. Uh, Steve Jackass star Steve O once snorted cocaine mixed with HIV positive blood. Oh. There's a lot to read he about was him. he was from everything I've read he was and I'm not saying I wasn't a lost cause and a mess and pathetic and a puke but <laughs> he was bad he was really bad he was I was just drinking and while that's not you probably shouldn't use the word just since right. it's you know destroying your whole life what he was up to was LSD and all kinds of cocaine and he was what, it sounds everything. like he was a whatever is available to me. I will do to ex, to excess. And I don't. I imagine the stories in his book, but I and I don't know the story specific. But from things I've pieced together, his friends from Jackass saved his freaking life. Like they went and pulled him out of his apartment and dragged him to rehab. Yeah. Well, sometimes only your friends can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, you're if when you're clearly not going to do it for yourself, and that's the problem, though. Sometimes when you don't do it for yourself, it just doesn't take. Right. I think it was Knoxville, though, that just went, you can't be in this apartment anymore doing what you're doing to yourself. Right. Let's go. I can't lose another one and another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, All right. he's let's do a bad advice. Oh, I don't know if we've got time for that. Uh, oh. He's out doing a book tour signing books let me see hold on let me try and do it all right the one i had picked out that was really long we got this we can do this it's gonna be great excuse me oh uh bring called this uh run-of-the-mill loser this guy's a (laughs) run-of-the-mill loser oh okay so because he titles these and gives me a little a little snapshot of what's in the thing dear secret show don't say my name because he's a run-of-the-mill loser. I need your bad advice. A couple months ago, I got a new job in California. I was living out of state and working remotely and just moved back. I didn't have any money saved for my own place, so my mom said it was more than okay for me to move home for a few months so I could save money, for which I'm very grateful. And in turn, I do the cleaning for the house. I run any errands she needs. Small things, I know, but I want to show my respect since I live rent-free. She's really helping me get uh, with getting myself set up again in California. Here's the problem. Oh, this guy's the run-of-the-mill loser, isn't he? Here's the problem. My brother also lives at home. Over the years, Mm. he's lived with my mom on and off, depending on work. But just as I was making plans to come back, he's decided to live at my mom's full time. Perfect timing, right? Mm. He and I get along for the most part, but my brother's a magnet for trouble and his problems always create collateral damage for whoever he's around. He's an alcoholic who has trouble keeping a job and trouble seems to always follow him. Long story Mm -hmm. short, alcoholism aside, he's your, oh, you didn't make this up. She says it. He's your run-of-the-mill loser slash derelict. I mm-hmm. thought that was your sidebar. Yeah, and it says in the title, run-of-the-mill loser, derelict's brother. Funny. You see it? I do. <laughs> he will always say, it's not my fault. This person was targeting me. Or, I have bad luck. Or, this person's out to get me. Or, I'm always the victim. He never takes responsibility, and he's very delusional, twisting stories around to make himself look like the victim. People do that, you know. We always tell the story because we're telling it from our point of view and we feel, you know, righteous. Okay. That wasn't me. That was them. Uh, he's about 30. And at this point, my mom has enabled him for so long that nothing will really ever change. I think she feels a combination of guilt and exhaustion 
So she caters to him to make her life easier. Our dad was an alcoholic and be around, being around him has triggered a lot of bad memories for me because they're very similar. My brother will even say things like, it's not my fault I'm like this. It's our family's fault. I've made peace with my upbringing and I even use it to motivate me to be better. My brother uses it as an excuse to do whatever he wants. It's made my living situation miserable. I'm only living with my mom and brother for about three or four months, so it will end. But every day is a struggle. My brother's always accidentally breaking things in the house and my mom refuses to fix those things because she says he should fix it, but he's not qualified. For example, he broke the stopper in our bathroom sink and it's something only a plumber can fix and she refuses to get it fixed. So basically our bathroom sink is unusable. Oh, come on. I mean, you can still use it. it you just can't stop it up. You yeah, go to the hardware store and get a little stopper. stop the sink up anyway. What I, do you well, stop the sink I, up? I don't know. Well, if People breaks, shave Sometimes it, it actually goes down, and then they can't use that little stopper. Uh, oh. To, yeah, so it's stuck. So now it's position. stuck. Yeah, so you wouldn't oh, be in that see. scenario. Right? Wow. Yeah, then it wouldn't be usable. Leave it to a landlord to know what's doing. He's also a smoker, and the... Right, there it is. And he's also a smoker, and the house always smells terrible. Also, drunk people smoking, that's a fire waiting to happen, guys. I hate mm. to, you know, I, I'm looking at the worst side of this. There are a number of other things, but you get the idea. My mom's apologetic to me, but she kind of lets him do what he wants. I've tried su light suggestions, but my brother's stoned and drunk all the time, so he doesn't self-manage very well. I also have a very busy full-time job, and my primary focus is doing my work, saving my money, and keeping myself healthy and sane and getting the fuck out. I feel hopeless and very depressed. Please give me some advice on how to cope with these next few months. I know this too shall pass, but any tips on how to stay sane is appreciated. Vinny, you want to start? I can if you want. Sure. Yeah. Uh, mind your own business. Your mom has this dynamic with your brother and whatever it is, however unhealthy it is, it's not your problem. And whatever guilt, you know, the guilt can go all the way back to marrying your drunk ass dad to whatever happened along the way where she can pinpoint times when she enabled it instead of stopped it or whatever. And now you're right. She, she has given up. She is just dealing and doesn't want to have to struggle every minute with this guy. And look, I do think that there are a lot of people out in the streets, just like your brother, a lot of them, they're yep. alcoholics. They're, they're, They've, they've decided burned the bridge with the family. They've decided they can't fight this. They've given up, giving up. They've just decided their their life isn't worth the effort or whatever. And so the problem becomes for these these homeless people that I've seen in my experience is that you really don't die fast enough out there. You know, when you've decided I'm just going to keep being a drunk and not have any money and never go to work and just you will that life is awful mm -hmm. and it will and and it's terrible it's what his future is terrible and you can't do anything to save him you can't and based on the amount of excuses it sounds like he's constantly throwing out he's yeah. not someone who thinks he deserves better or the people around him deserve better i know it's hard to quit look i relapsed over a hundred times when i was trying to quit it's it's hard. But the difference between me and your brother is I never went, all right, I'm just going to give up and this will be my life. What did he say? It's not my fault. This is our family's fault. Right. 
that's that's not a, a thought that ever entered my mind at the time when I was trying to get myself together. So he's likely to be someone who's doomed to die a drunk. And I'm sad for that. But it what is, you should do is save yourself. It's not your problem. It's I mean, if you think you can get him to AA or rehab, great. But if you think that he's going to be full of excuses every step of the way, shine it on. Get your couple months under your belt. Stay at work as late as you can. Go to the gym. You know, tiptoe in late at night. Go get your sleep and leave in the morning. And do that till you're able to go get an apartment. PM. Well, it's depressing. You love your your brother, and you you know obviously your mother. You're watching your mother, who is saddled with this because she's the mother, and she hasn't gotten to a point yet where she's just going to throw him out. This is, I mean, the guy's 30 years old. This is such a fucking tragedy. Mm-hmm. And you're not you you know take comfort knowing that you're not the only person this is happening to. Your mom's not the only enabler, and and it's there is no. There is no quick solve for this, and Vinny's 100% right. Focus on you. Focus on getting out of there. When And then, down, you know, because here's the thing. I'm like, I'm following this forward in the timeline to, you know, the now it's 20 years later and your mom has passed and here's your brother with his hand out. All this. this is why people wind up on the street because their family has just had enough of them because they're them trying up. to live a life. Mm-hmm. And this is a person who is not trying to live their life. They're trying to kill themselves. Mm. And they just are and the family gets done with them well if you're not even going to try i'm not trying either i'm sorry so i i've got it so depressing it's so depressing to think about if Um, you could if i thought you could you could quit for your brother or help your brother quit i'd tell you that yeah but i don't believe that is a way for anyone to get clean the second you turn your back his addict will have him at a liquor store getting whatever with the money you've given him. Yep. And that's the type of burn that families go through over and over until they say, we're done, dude. I'm out of money. We're done. I'm, You're not du- I'm you done money. with the drama that you bring around. And that's what it comes down to is this dude's life isn't going to get better drama wise. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. And that's I hate terrible. that. And I don't look, I pray for all the people who suffer because I know that feeling, but he has to be the one that says, I'm trying to get off this. I'm trying mm-hmm. to change my life. I want I to want be help. a better person and I want to have a life to have given up though at 30 years old. is so it's so sad. That's why like, I said super, what I said. Look, I'm telling bummed. you, if you've given up at 30, you've got a long, awful life ahead of you. Because alcoholism won't take you out fast enough. You will suffer out on the streets begging for money to get drinks. It's awful. Or ruining the lives of the people who are, you know, big enough to take you in. Like the mom is, I I just, and I feel, I feel terrible for everybody in this. I feel terrible Mm -hmm. for him. It is an incredibly difficult thing to find yourself, you know, with this disease. It's incredibly difficult for the family. The mom feels incredible guilt. You feel guilt, and you, and you're just over this whole situation. I, it's it's there is no easy fix. Now, uh, if he ever this is, I'll, let me just add this before we're done. Yeah, yeah. And I want to hear what Alex says too, because he's yeah. got some. I'm sure he's got some ideas. But so, if he ever shows a real effort at getting himself together, support that. Mm-hmm. That's an opportunity for you to say, I got your back. If you're going to try this, then I'm in and let's do this. I want you to be better. 
I want you to have a great life. I want you to be the uncle to my kids or the, yeah. the I want you Not to be the guy at my I wedding. Not the guy I around, right. Whatever thing that, you know, milestones you want him, would want him there for, th- th- yes, support that. But if he's going to continue to be, I'm full of excuses for why I'm like this, then that's not ever going to get better. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's got to have his own motivation to get an actual life. He's he's given up on himself. Alex, your thoughts? Uh, Yeah, I I just think if he can't admit that he has a problem, then that's... He admits it, he just doesn't think it's his fault. Oh, yeah, okay, the guy admits it and just... Okay, but he's admitted he has a problem. Okay, the brother... That's true. Well, he knows he's drunk. I'm this way because okay. of you guys. I blame you. Got it. Yeah, you're all right it. about that. Yeah. I, the only thing I can think of is, um, yeah, just having maybe like a heart to heart and just saying, hey, you know, I'm here, you know, when you need me. Because, yeah, I don't think there's, you can't force anybody to do anything and mm-hmm. uh, maybe, you know, look into, yeah, some 12 step stuff and, you know, maybe give them something. I don't know. Yeah. I know. It's just so hard. He's it's very difficult. It, right? I can't help. It's, yeah, it's very difficult when they don't want help. That's the you, you can't. They can't do it without wanting to. I can tell you. I've, I this is just an example of, of from my life that w- there were t- when I was trying to get clean, and I'm not kidding when I say I had like a hundred plus relapses because I'd quit for two weeks, and my life wasn't better yet. And there I'd be sitting with nothing to do, waiting for something to click or whatever. And I'd end up on on in my car driving to the liquor store and I'd be like, oh, my God, what am I doing? And I would flip a bitch and turn around and go home. And then I'd go to an AA meeting. And this is all in the same day. I was just about to relapse. And then I turned around and I went home and then I, I got some clothes on and I went to an AA meeting. And then I went and had some lunch or whatever's next. And then by 11 that night, I got a bottle in my hand again. Like that's the day to day struggle of someone trying to quit. Like I would, I would Mm. be on my way. I would win that little battle in that moment and not be drinking by, you know, five minutes later. And yet six hours later, there I was, I finally lost. Hey, right before you started that example, Bryn, did I hear you right? Did you just say you currently have a family member on the streets? That I can't help. Yeah. But what? that, That could be for another show. Um, Mags is on tomorrow. Sure, so you're just gonna leave us. Well, like I that? mean, it, it, we're short on time, but uh, in short, I have a family member who I grew up with, super close to, and he's just—you can't help him. You know, he's jumping from house to house here and there, taking money when he, wherever he can get it, and uh, is on hardcore drugs, like I think smoking fentanyl, like on purpose. Oh, well, that, yeah, fentanyl's it's, a, a, it's fentanyl is what's out there right now. So, so. he's just, you, you can't get through to him. And it's, oh it's heartbreaking. And I'm, a, I'm super close to him. Like, he taught me how to wash dishes. What? You know, when I was a kid. So that, I, I looked up to him. So I, it's, it's really, you know, one of those things that you just hope that he will find it in himself to have the strength to try. Right. To, to try to, for to his at own least life. Try. Because I can't try for you, man. You come over and I can help right now for for a meal or whatever but well that's got to be hard you've got a little little baby a girl and a girl on the way and mm. you know that's you don't necessarily want that in your house yeah well it, look the, i i believe and this goes back to what i said a minute ago if you can if he shows a, an idea towards wanting to have a better life or to yeah, get jump clean, on it then you jump then you help 
And I've right. had, I, I'll give you, I could give you, I should say, countless examples of someone who's been like, hey, you got a dollar? You know, in all kinds of different places around Santa Cruz, this has happened where I'm like, no, but I'll take you to an AA meeting. Right now, you can get in my car with me. We'll go to an AA meeting. You want to go? No. Okay. Bye. Perfectly happy right here. I have no money for you. But if you want to get clean, I'm happy to take it. I'll drop what I'm doing and take you right now. So that's all you can do, Bryn, is Has be anyone available ever, when ever that moment you up happens. On that? Mm. Has anyone ever taken you up on that? No. No, I'm sorry. I wasn't sure if you were talking to him or me. No, I've never had someone, but I will. I, I'll do it. I, I think that yeah. that's the be- that could be the moment where someone's whole thing clicks and changes. I don't mean that to be like my reward, but for them, if they can get into a meeting and hear something that makes them go, okay, right here is where I just change this whole goddamn nightmare up and start climbing my, digging my way out. It is a climb. Oh. All right, that was a heavy one. Yeah, it was. Mm. Send your uh, send your pro- other prof- maybe a fun problem tomorrow. Oh, we have mags on tomorrow. tomorrow, right? Yeah. So we'll talk to that's the farmer. That's as fun as commune it gets. girl. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. With she's a swinger. swinger butt plug girl is what I call her. Swinger mags. butt plug yeah. commune uh-huh. farmer girl. Now commune. Right. Oh, okay. We'll, All right. Perfect. We'll investigate that. Uh, Vinny, the magic words. The end. <laughs>